tribulations in Hiddish life. For his past sins, although he had chanted the holy name Narayan to indicate his son, the holy name is so transcendently powerful that he was automatically free because he had chanted the holy name while dying. Ante Narayana Smriti. As Krishna confirms in Bhagavad Gita 728, Persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life, whose sinful actions are completely eradicated and who are freed from the duality of delusion, engage themselves in my service with determination. Unless one is freed from all sinful reactions, one cannot be promoted to the platform of devotional service. As well in Bhagavad Gita 8.5, it is stated, Antakale cha maameva smaran muktua kalevarabhya prayad sabadhavam yadu nastyatra samshyaka. If one remembers Krishna Narayan at the time of death, one is certainly eligible to return immediately home back to God. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Jnana Chakshuru Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manokishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamakyam Dadati Swapadamdikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuta Kamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupa Sagrajatam Sahaganadhanadhanitam tamsajivam Sadvetam savadhutam parijanasalitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Kashmatam Sahaganadhanita Shri Vishakaramatamsha Hey Krishna Karuna Sinto Dinamantro Jagadate Gopesha Gopyakanta Radha Kanta Namastute Taptakanjana Gaurangi Radhe with a very 
important canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. We are only in the second chapter. Which canto are we in? Sixth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. And sixth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam deals with a very important topic. Who knows what is that topic? Yes, but broadly speaking, what is the theme of the sixth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam? Duties of Ajamal, yes. Okay, that's not the theme. That's not the theme of the entire canto. But what is the theme of the entire canto? Protection of the devotees by the Supreme Lord. So it is known as portionam. So certainly this canto is very dear to the devotees. Just like all other cantos. Because protection by the Lord is something we are completely dependent on. And so, even right from the beginning of this canto, this theme is being elaborated by presenting the pastime of Ajamal. And this chapter is significant because it is deliverance of Ajamal by the Vishnu Dutas. So we have a very important canto and a very important theme here to deal with. And in this theme of protection by the Lord, this particular section is even more important. Why is it important? What is the theme that we are dealing with in this particular section? Now that is a chapter, this particular section of the verses. Loudly chanting the name. Loudly chanting the holy name. Ante Narayana Sruti. It is the glories of the holy name. So if you consider the verses from 7 till 19 of the chapter are dealing with the glories of the holy name. So in other words this particular pastime is showing that protection of the Lord by chanting his holy names. So that is the significance of this section. And here we can see a conclusive verse in this regard because the Vishnu Dutas are making this statement at the time of death this Ajamal helplessly and very loudly chanted the holy name of the Lord Narayana and because of that he has done all atonements for all his sinful actions and then he cannot be punished by the servants of the Yamaraj so this is a very conclusive statement by Vishnu Dutas who are considered as superior authorities in comparison to the Yamadutas as we can see in the purport. Now delving into the importance of holy names of Krishna. It is a theme that we need to understand very carefully and very clearly. For example Nowadays, in ISKCON, we have many Japa workshops. There are many holy name workshops. Because in the Karmi sectors, you can see many workshops. Right? If you want to achieve something, there are many workshops. So, devotees, maybe a couple of decades back, started Japa workshops, holy name workshops, which are very important. Even though, we are known by the holy names, 
we may not pay so much of attention to the holy name when we are chanting. Srila Prabhupada wanted our society to be known by the holy name of Krishna. We are known as Hare Krishnas. Hare Krishnas. But in either case, we are always known by the holy names of the Lord. So Prabhupada was very happy that our society is known by the holy name of Krishna because that is the sole aim of the society to propagate the holy names of Krishna. And so it is very important for us to understand the holy, the importance of holy names of Krishna. So it is mentioned, it is mentioned, uh, if we want to chant attentively, we have to be reminded of the significance of holy names of Krishna. That's why some devotees do read Lila Namamrita, which is a compilation of Prabhupada's teachings on the holy name. They read a little bit of Namamrita before chanting. Or devotees do glorify the holy names before they chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra as our Japa session. We know Satchinanda Maharaj, Gurijan Prabhu, they have, they have conducted many holy name workshops. Mahatma Prabhu have conducted many holy name workshops. And in this holy name workshops, a very important theme is the glories of the holy name. Why? We are Manda Sumanda Madaya Manda Bhagya, right? That is our qualification. We don't have a lot of memory and we are a bit dull. So we hear the significance of chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra once, that will not suffice. We have to be reminded again and again. Isn't it? So when we hear, okay, we have to chant attentively, we may carry that mood for some time, again by the influence of the material energy, again the quality of chanting drops. Then someone has to remind us again, okay, chant attentively. These are the glories of the holy name. So when we hear that, again it clicks. Then again we try to pick ourselves up. So this is very significant for ourselves. That we do hear the glories of the holy name. And this section is dealing with the glories of the holy name. And we can say that in Harinama Chintamani, in holy name workshops, so many places the glories of the holy names are discussed. However, the basis of everything is this section of Srimad Bhagavatam verses from 7 till 19. And this pastime everyone must know. The pastime of Ajamal everyone must know because this pastime is solely to glorify the holy name of Krishna. So that's why this section is so important. So many people from India, if they had heard something from Srimad Bhagavatam, they would have heard this Ajamala Moksha, Deliverance of Ajamala. And in that, we can hear in next verse, very famous verse, different kinds of chanting mentioned, you know, Sanketyam Parihasyam Va. If one chants attentively or inattentively, if one chants even jokingly or in a ridiculing way, or if one chants as a part of musical composition, in any case, 
one is going to get benefited. So this kind of important aspects of the holy names are mentioned in this section of Srimad Bhagavatam. So this is very important and today we will dwell a little bit deeper into the pastime of Ajamala. Many of you may, may have heard the past name Ajamala. Briefly telling, we know Ajamal was a pious Brahman boy. He got trained with by his father. And later he got married. He was living a pious life. However, as he went to the forest to collect some ingredients for the worship, he saw a prostitute dealing with a low class man and that vision was imprinted in his mind and he tried his best to get rid of those thoughts but he couldn't later as it is mentioned he left his pious wife and family got married to this prostitute and conducted himself a very sinful life all different kinds of sinful actions he performed plundered murdered to maintain his family and he started producing children in his wife, the prostitute. And at that, even when he was in the 80s, he produced a child and then the time approached because of his sinful actions, all the Yamadutas, the servants of Yamaraj came to take him. And then this effulgent Vishnududas appeared in front of the Yamadutas and told, you cannot take Ajamal because all the sinful reactions are now being contracted. Why? Because before death, out of fear, he chanted the names of his son, which was Narayan. So, the Yamadutas were shut by the Vishnudutas because they said this names of Narayan first it is the names of the Lord and then only it became the name of his son. So the, he called out actually the name of the Lord. Then only it becomes the name of his son. So we have to give protection. And moving on this pastime, we will consider very significant points which are discussed in the purport and by the Acharyas starting from a few verses before. So let's focus on verses 9 and 10. There, there are two important statements which are connected, of course. That is, Nama Vyaharanam Vishnot Yatastat Vishayamadhi. Nama Vyaharanam Vishnoho. Nama Vyaharanam Vishnoho means chanting of the holy name of Narayan, the name Narayan. Nama Vyaharanam Vishnot. Yatastat Vishayamati. So there is a very significant explanations are given on this Yatastat Vishayamati. This line is explained by different Acharyas to show the benevolence of the Supreme Lord. We are trying to chant Krishna's name, but we may not be very aware of the heart of Krishna. And this line is showing the heart of Krishna, the benevolence of Krishna. Yatastat Vishayamati. So the Lord considers that because 
this man has chanted my holy name because this man has chanted the holy name it is my duty to give protection we discussed this point before it is my duty to give protection this is what the lord is thinking and to this shridhar swami comments that the lord thinks that this person belongs to me because this person has chanted the holy name this person belongs to me and because this person belongs to me i will always protect him so this is what krishna is thinking so we may be chanting away may be tired may be uttering some names something is coming out hare krishna maha mantra version version 1 2 3 we don't know what is coming out few hares may be miss missing pronunciation can be here and there what think what lord is thinking the lord is thinking that yatastat vishyamadi this person belongs to me and so i have to give protection so this is what shridhar swami is telling so this is the meaning of yatastat vishyamadi and now moving on to this the acharya say that suppose if someone chants with attention and with some affection what would be the end result so even in attentive chanting can give some result not all the result it can give some result then what about chanting with some affection for krishna so this is important point to be considered now let's consider a very important point that is mentioned by shila vishnu chakravarta he mentions that when ajabal chanted narayan's name for the first time all his sinful reactions were nullified now the question comes when did ajabal chanted narayan's name for the first time who can tell when yamudutas came okay one answer is when yamudutas came yes pari eh okay here we go okay you have any other answer Huh? when he before was like a pakka brahmana was a proper brahmana so the answer is when he named his son narayan everything about it when he named his son narayan that is the time he chanted for the first time pari knows the answer very correctly <laughs> very good so think about that now here is the problem that when he chanted narayan's name while naming his son all the sinful reactions were counteracted so this is wonderful but that needs some explanation too isn't it so it is mentioned in hari bhakti vilas that vartamanam chayat paapam yat bhutam yat bhavishyati tat sarvam nirdhatyasu govindanada kirtana so it's a very interesting verse first of all here the holy name is mentioned as govindanala kirtana who knows the meaning of anala anyone knows the meaning of anala fire. Fire. fire do we chant this every day when do we chant this every day samsara dava anala ithaloka anala anala means fire 
but it is mentioned here it's a different fire that is the fire of material existence samsara dhavanala the forest fire of material existence however here is what is this fire govinda namanala kirtana by the fire of chanting of krishna's names so that is compared to fire because a fire can burn unlimited supply of sinful reactions it is like the fuel it is going to burn them away so that is the power of govinda namanala and then hari bhaktila says that what happens what reactions are nullified one is vartamana present then yet bhutam what one has committed in the past and then yet bhavishyati whatever one is going to commit everything is burnt into the burnt into ashes past present and future by chanting the holy name of krishna and here ajaval chanted the holy name while naming his son he was quite old by then must be in his 80s still indeed he chanted the holy name and that time all the sinful reactions of all his past misdeeds the present and the future are all nullified all burned into ashes now this will create a problem right what is the problem there is a significant problem in this regard what is that what is the natural question that that can arise to one's mind if all future sinful reactions are also nullified you are committing offenses and eh? you are chanting and doing offenses yes chanting and doing offenses anything else chanting and doing offenses eh chanting and doing offenses no that's not the issue issue is ajamal chanted many years before and all his future sinful reactions are already nullified when he chanted not the current but the future sinful reactions are also nullified Yes, but that is there is a problem in it. If if you can consider Ajamal's life, what is the problem? Propensity of the. Yeah, of course, propensity is there, but what is the controversy we can see? Yes, how can he continue sinful activities if all his future sinful reaction, everything is now also now now in itself is being nullified? <laughs> A few years back, Ajamal chanted Narayan's name. That has already counteracted all the sinful reactions in the future. Then how can he continue sinful reactions? Past, present, and future are now being nullified. Then how can it be continued? So here, Vishnujakatakur gives a very interesting explanation to this. He says, first he says that the name. will nullify the future sinful reactions also but in practical situation it may not show a visible effect it may not show a visible result okay first point so everyone remembers future sinful reactions are also nullified but if the by the lord arrangement the visible result is not manifested so in ajamal case Ajamal chanted. Still, he continued performing sinful reactions, and all those results are already being nullified. So, a visible result is not shown by the arrangement of the Lord. And he gives the example of 
Jeevan Muktas. Jeevan Muktas means devotees already perfected. They are living here, they are already perfected. Still, even a pure devotee, they also have disease. Correct? They can also have some memory loss. They may also go through some troubles. They may have physical deformities. Does that mean that they are going through their karmic reactions? No. They are not going through karmic reactions. But that is considered as an arrangement of the Lord. For what? To set an example for the others. Till we have got a material body, we are never completely pure. Till we get a Okay. But it is mentioned, pure devotees, even though apparently they can have a material body, still they are pure. So there are pure devotees, right? So their body is considered spiritualized. Even though there can be physical problems. That is not considered as part of karmic reactions. They are not going, going through karmic suffering like us. We may be going through some karmic reactions that the pure devotees are not going through karmic reactions even though they may contract some disease. We can see even pure devotees can have some disease. Their body deteriorates. But, yes, COVID. But still it is not considered just a material reaction and it is mentioned, it is offensive to think that they are going through their karmic suffering. It is mentioned in the of instruction. Just like the example of which river? Ganges. Ganges river may have foam and dirt on top. Still Ganges is considered pure. Similarly, a pure devotee may have some physical problems. Still, he is or she is pure. Similarly, here the chanting of holy name is such that it has purified but apparently one is showing all these different kinds of symptoms. Eventually, they are going to get purified. That is the point. So now, so though sin is completely uprooted just by chanting the name once, in most cases the name shows its fruit to the world after some time, just as a fruit tree. You, you plant a mango tree, you will not get the fruits immediately. You cannot eat mango tomorrow. That is not going to happen. You will get the result later. So even though the holy name is working, the result will come only later. So this is very important for us to understand because then we can have chanting. Many devotees ask, we are chanting, where is the result? Still we are struggling. Still we don't have the taste. Yes, we are working on it. It is just a matter of time. The result is going to come. Only what we had to do? We had to attempt to chant purely. Attempt to chant attentively. Fig tree. Yeah, fig tree. Yes, fig tree is a good example. It takes time. Or coconut. It takes many years. <laughs> but the result will come. So that is an important part. That is one explanation. That the result will come later. It may not be manifested. And at the same time, he explains another interesting thing. He doesn't want to show, the Lord doesn't want to show the potency of the holy name immediately. Because if he shows the potency of the holy name immediately, then people will lose all the interest in all the Karmakanda activities. Yeah. There are people who are interested in Karmakanda activities, mere rituals. 
they do something, okay, we will do some rituals to counteract the reaction. People go to an astrologer, get a prescription, go to a pujari, do some puja, okay, this is because of this dosha, that thing, there will be a big list. So there was one time, it was advertised in the West and in India, that according to one's karmic situations, according to astrology, they will arrange a tour throughout India, to different holy places, to do different rituals, so that after this one month program, one can have a life which is more enjoyable. So they, uh, they advertise this package, tourism package. Ritual tourism. You travel throughout India, this is the package, pay us this much money, we'll arrange it, we can go do this, this, this. This is called Karmaganda. Karmaganda means, somehow or other, I want to get rid of some sinful reactions because after that I can enjoy in this world. This is a Karmaganda mentality and that is not at all recommended for devotees. We are not interested in Karmaganda. That will not give devotion. So the Lord, doesn't want to completely belittle karmakandic activities. So he thought, okay, those who want to do karmakanda, let them do it. So I don't want to uh, give so much of prominence to the holy name because according to one's consciousness, they have to act. So he wanted to hide it in that way. So it is mentioned that we know the eight offense. Eight offense is considering bhakti, chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra to be one among the karmakantic activities. People may say, look, I am doing this puja. I am doing that vrata. I am giving this charity. And you people are chanting Hare Krishna. I have my way, you have your way. Everything is equal. If you think like that, that is an offense to the holy name. Even if devotees think that, okay, I am chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra, they are chanting some Kali Mantra, they are doing that puja, they are doing this puja. Different people, different path, everything is same at the end of the day. If you think like that, that is an offense to the holy name of Krishna. Because we cannot compare chanting Krishna's name to any other method. And so, that is an offense. So here, people do this kind of offense. And even versus the karmakantic activities are superior and in that one may chant the names of Krishna, Govinda, etc. That is only a sub-item of karmakantic activities. Not equal but inferior to karmakanda activities. If someone considers that, that is considered what? Even more offensive. So one level of offensive is equating. Next level is Considering chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra as only a limb of Karmaganda. That many people do consider like that. Many people say this devotee, they don't know about Karmaganda. They just chant, what is the point? We know Karmaganda and that's a little bit of chanting is there. If one is thinking like that, that is even more offensive. But what does Bhakti Devi thinks? Bhakti Devi is so merciful, she thinks that whatever it is, these people are chanting Krishna's names. So let me give some research to these people, even though they don't know the glories of the holy name, even though they are chanting offensively, still let me give some research. So this karmakantic activities becomes effective only because there is holy name in it. If there is no holy name, the karmakanda is not going to work. So they think that karmakanda, the rituals are going to work, but 
that is wrong. Because there is worship of Krishna, indirectly this Karmakanda is working and then slowly one may get some inclination towards bhakti. So this is the mercy of Bhakti Devi. And so the Lord is thinking, so I am not going to expose the glories of the holy name directly. He wants to keep it a secret. So that's why we will not see that devotees are also chanting Krishna's name. We don't see that immediately we are all becoming pure devotees. Or immediately we don't see that there is any result. Why? The Lord doesn't want that to happen. The Lord wants everyone should go through our quota. We should go through our chanting. And the Lord eventually the Lord will give. So this is very promising. When we understand what the Lord is thinking, how the Lord is acting, it is very promising for our chanting. Because many of us are struggling with offensive chanting, offensive while chanting. And we are trying to deal with that and it is very important for us to deal with that. It is important for us to address them. First of all, it is important for us to understand what are the offenses. Anartha. First offense, understand the offenses and try to avoid them. It is very important in our chanting, in our journey of chanting. Without that, it is very difficult to make progress. And in this regard, it is mentioned, how can one make progress? Chant the holy name attentively in the association of the devotees. You, you know for yourself, you go to your home, sit in a corner and chant by yourself. And come here, chant here with another 30 devotees. Such a difference, isn't it? Because, yes, what and Tulsi Devi has said. Home also we can have Tulsi Devi, still the association of devotees is so important. Because if you are feeling sleepy or if you are feeling disinterested, look at, look at other devotees, what happens? We feel enthused. We see some devotees are chanting very attentively, closing their eyes, they are very attentively chanting. We feel, okay, I should also chant it that way. So the association makes the difference. So it is mentioned that Bhakti Devi doesn't want to give any result to those people who are committing offenses to the devotees. So that one is the benefit of the association and on the other side the problem is if you are committing offenses to the devotees. If you are blaspheming the devotees then there is problem Bhakti Devi even though very merciful doesn't want to give any result. Yes. So the result is withheld by Bhakti Devi. One will not make progress. So it's very important. Then it is mentioned how Ajamal named his son as Narayan. He was such a sinful person. He continued a sinful life. Then why? How can he name his son as Narayan? One need to have some sukriti for that, right? It is mentioned that there are different stories regarding that. One uh, story is uh, one Rishi, Lomahasha Rishi. Rishi. He, you know, he has a lot of hairs all over his body. And he is known for his hairy body. And he had an itching on his body and his itching was not going away. So he was itching all the time. And his chanting was affected by itching. He was unable to chant properly. Sometimes itching comes, we want to address that immediately. Or Melbourne flies are there. 
we cannot peacefully stand in one place. You know, we are trying to chant outside. If we are chanting, flies. You know, there are hundred flies at the back. You know, we are trying to you know do like that. So cannot focus. Similarly, Nomashri Rishi, he was thinking, you know, I am unable to focus on chanting. So he was asking, you know, what is the solution? So another sage came and told him, there is a solution for that. You have to accept the remnants of the most sinful person on this planet. <laughs> because you are doing such a very strong austerity by doing that, your itching will go away. So Nomashri Rishi, he is a great sage. So he knows who is the most sinful, he knows that. He understood, Ajamal is the person. So if I can get remnant from Ajamal, my itching will go, then I can chant properly. So he started looking for Ajamal. And finally he found the house of Ajamal. So the wife was there, he was a sage. So the wife thought, okay, I will feed him. So he said, I will cook something and I will give you. So the Rishi told, no, 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 I don't want that. You please give me one favor. Whatever your husband ate, give me a bit of runners. <laughs> so this is, people usually don't want to give to anyone, right? If we go to devotee's house and ask, you know, you know, you give me your runners. Whatever you ate, give me something from your plate. We don't want to give our runners. But for pure devotees, remnants is very powerful. Right? Three things are very powerful, three remnants are very powerful from devotees, advanced devotees. What are they? Chaitanya Jaitanya explains. First one is? Okay, want water. What water? Charanamrita. Wash the feet of an advanced devotee, throw the water on the head, drink that water. Very powerful. Then we have Vyasapuja, live Vyasapuja spiritual master. We wash the feet and then we will drink the water. Charnamada, very powerful. It can remove all sinful reactions and it can give bhakti also. Very powerful. What is the second? Food. Uchishta. Prasadam. They eat some prasadam and get some remnants. Very powerful. And what is the third? Padaraja. Padaduri. Dust from the lotus feet, very powerful. So these three elements are very powerful. And there is a, a short story. There is a story of Kalidas, great devotee in Chaitanya Jagadamrita. He is considered great because he accepted the remnants from all Vaishnavas in Bengal. Usually devotees don't give their remnants to Uchishta. But Kalidas managed to get Uchishta from all the devotees in Bengal. So there is a story where there was a devotee from a low background, Kanu Thakur. And Kanu, how can Kanu Thakur will never give his remnants to Kalidas because Kalidas is from a high class Brahmin family and Kanu Thakur by birth from a lower family so he doesn't want to give his remnants and Kalidas knew that. So Kalidas went with lot of mangoes. Mango season, he took a lot of ripened mangoes and he offered to Kanitaku to kindly accept this mango. So Kanitaku accepted and in the mind he offered mangoes to Gopal. And that prasadam he started eating. His wife was a day, the whole family ate this sweet mangoes. And after eating mangoes, of course there are seeds, right? They, they threw the seeds. 
and what did Kalidas did? He knew where he was going to throw all his food remnants. He was waiting there, hiding in the bushes. So one by one, this mango seeds were coming. And Kalidas took everything and he started chewing and squeezing and whatever juice he can get, he started eating everything. And then he became, he went into ecstasy. Because he said, look, I got the remnants from Kanutaku, which is nearly impossible to get. And Mahaprabhu became so pleased that in Jagannath Puri, Mahaprabhu, before entering the temple, he would wash his feet. And he was very clear that he will not give that Chandamrata to anyone. He will go to a distant place, he will wash the feet and that water will be uh, disposed without giving to anyone. Mahaprabhu was very clear about that. So, Kalidasa went there and he waited. So his servant gave the water and Mahaprabhu washed. And the water was washing, Kalidasa went and took first palmful. Drank. Mahaprabhu looked at him. Okay. He didn't say anything. Again he was washing. Again he took some water. He drank. Mahaprabhu didn't say anything. Third time he took, drank. Mahaprabhu didn't say anything. And Kalidas then for the fourth time, Mahaprabhu said, that is enough. <laughs> you got enough mercy. You got mercy of all the Vaishnavas in Bengal. And so I am pleased. I am giving my mercy also. So this is very powerful. Can you think? The Padajala of the Supreme Personality of Godhead directly given by the Lord in front. That is the power of serving the Vaishnavas. Padajala Neera Janita Jana Pavana in the Jadev Goswami sings in the Dashavatara Stopra. Padajala Neera Janita Jana Pavana. So this, the Ganges water, where does it come from? The Padajala Neera. It is from the, exactly, it is from the lotus feet of Lord Vama and Devdravudra. So that is what is coming. So that is very powerful. That is, Ganges. So similarly, here coming to the point, what's happening here? What are we discussing here? Purification. Right? The remnants is very powerful. Who is who wants to get purified here? Domasarishi. So we all want to get purified, that's why. So in the story, Domasarishi, he wants to get purified. So why? Okay, since he asked, I'll give you some remnants. So there were some remnants from Ajamal and Domasarishi ate that remnants. And he ate and he was just walking. He was thinking, okay, I'll go back now. As he was walking in the house itself, he understood the itching is going away. <laughs> Not like the different ointment you get now. Itch. <laughs> Remove the itch. But this is ointment is going away. This is no ointment. This is the remnant. Itch is going away. So he thought, I should give some blessings to this lady. Is that you name your son Narayan. So that should do the job. And that's how, by association of the devotees, what happened to Ajamla? He named his son as Narayana and that gave him the eternal benefit. So this is the association, the power of association. And in that, when we chant, we get the benefit. So even future sinful reactions are also gone. But it may not manifest. So it is mentioned that when does the holy name start working? It is mentioned the holy name is not dependent on Diksha. It is not dependent on anything. Even one doesn't get initiated, still the holy name will work. 
Hare Krishna Mahamantra, if you are chanting and if you are not initiated, still the holy name will work. However, Vishwanjakutakur mentions that, but if one thinks that, oh, the holy name will work, so I don't need to accept a spiritual master. One can think like that, right? Holy name is working, so I don't need to accept a spiritual master. So Vishwanjakutakur says that, if one thinks like that, then the holy name will not be well served. Okay, it is true that the holy name will work even without Diksha, without the initiation, that is true. But if one thinks, oh, so then I can chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra and I can purify, I don't need to accept a spiritual master. If one thinks like that, the holy name will not work. It will not give the sufficient result. It is showing everyone needs Diksha. Everyone needs that advanced association of a spiritual master. Born of a spiritual master coming in the parampara. Certainly it is required. So, the holy name is powerful, but it has to go along with the association of the devotees. Very important. So, two things we can understand. Importance of the holy names and importance of association of the devotees. It is mentioned, here we hear about Ajamal, such a sinful person, turned of Vaishnava and went back home, back to Godhead. Similarly, in the 11th canto, we can hear the past name of Pingala, the prostitute. What happened to Pingala? All of a sudden, she also got transformed. Right? All of a sudden, that is the Pingala Gita. She started thinking, what have we done? Santam Samibe Ramanam Reti Pratam. Santam Samibe, he is actually present very near me. Santam Samibe, Samibe means very near. Ramanam Reti Pratam. He is the most enchanting supreme personality of God. He is very close to me. Because the Lord is situated in my heart. And I had given up and I was trying to enjoy with all this men. And he was lamenting, that is a Pingala Gita. So it is mentioned, how come Pingala had such a transformation all of a sudden? One night, she didn't have any clients as a prostitute. And next day morning, that night itself, she had a transformation. How that transformation took place? Again, because of association of the devotees. Who was that devotee? That was Avadhuda Brahmana. And who is that Avadhuda Brahmana? Dattatraya himself. So one night, Dattatraya came to her property and he stayed there. Avadhuda Brahmana. And next day, there was a transformation in the heart of Pingala, the prostitute. She became a great devotee and went back on back to Godhead. So, Association of the devotees and glorifying the Supreme Lord. These are the two important aspects in our life. So Srila Prabhupada made a very interesting point. In the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, we know this famous verse, Sravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam, mentioning the Navanga Bhakti, the nine limbs of devotional service. In that purport, Srila Prabhupada explains. How can one improve one's chanting? Do we need to know? How to improve our chanting? Who wants to improve your chanting? I want to improve my chanting. <laughs> there is always some struggle. We are still going through the anishta state, not nishta, not steady. So chanting one day is good, one day is bad. One can chant sitting down, but one day is good, one day is bad. So Prabhupada gives a hint. Of course, one is association, trying to be attentive. And on top of that, he 
he mentioned this point that one should glorify the holy name. One should meditate on the glories of the holy name before chanting. So certainly this pastime is very important. And he quotes two verses. He says you can chant these two verses. One is from Rupa Goswami, from the Namamrita. Rupa Goswami mentioned that Nikhila Sudhi Mahalirak Namala Dutinirajita Padapankajanta Aimula Muktakule Pasyamanam Paridastvam Harinama Samshriyami I read the translation. He said, you chant this verse before chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra and Pandadatta Mantra. This is glorifying the holy name. Yoga Goswami sings, O Harinam, the tips of the toes of your lotus feet are constantly being worshipped by the glowing radiance emanating from the string of gems known as the Upanishad, the crown jewel of all Vedas. The holy name is known different from the Lord and that's why holy name also has a lot of sweet. See this? The, the tips of the toes of your lotus feet. Oh Harinam, the tips of the toes of your lotus feet. Holy name is known different from Krishna. Abhinnatum Namanamino. There is no difference between Krishna's name and Krishna. So it's mentioned, yes, this holy name is worshipped by even the Upanishads. Then he mentions, you are eternally adored by liberated souls such as Narada and Shugadev. Oh Harinam, I take complete shelter of you. So, Prabhupada mentioned this verse. And in addition, he mentioned another verse, verse which is very famous from the death canto. Narvatta tashye irubhiya manat bhavoshada chrotramano viramat kautama shloka gunanu vadat umad virajyeda vinapashutnat so this is a very important verse because the glorification of the Supreme Personality of God is performed in the Parampara system. Please note, the glorification of the Holy Name is done through the Parampara system. That is, it is conveyed from a spiritual master to disciple. Such glorification is relished by those no longer interested in the false temporary glorification of this cosmic manifestation. Descriptions of the Lord are the right medicine for the conditioned souls undergoing repeated birth and death. So what is the right medicine? Holy name. Therefore, who sees hearing such glorification of the Lord except a butcher or one who is killing his own self? A lecture to this verse, which on Nirvata Tashiraviyamana 10.14, Prabhupada mentions the three kinds of chanting. First he mentioned the highest level of chanting, that is Nirvurta Tashyehi, one who has no material desires, given up all the material desires, that is the highest level of chanting, purely out of love for Krishna, that is the highest level of chanting, that is Shuddhana. Then he mentioned, okay, there is the next level that is mentioned, that is applicable to us, what is that? Bhava Aushadha, take the holy name as the medicine. If you take medicine, we don't ask, is the medicine tasty? If you take a tablet, do you ask, you are suffering from a disease. You, you, somebody gave you a medicine, doctor gave you a medicine, you take the medicine, you chew the medicine, tablet and take that, this, this is very bitter. Do you say that? No. Just take the medicine, whether the medicine is bitter or worse. Doesn't matter, the medicine is going to give us a result. 
like Ayurveda, they were kashaya. So bitter. Have you drank that Ayurvedic bitter medicine? Oh my god, it is really bitter. But we take it. Why? Because it will give the result. So, in the initial state, one should take the holy name as a medicine. Whether one likes it or not, take the medicine. Chant whether we like it or not. So, Ryuba Goswami mentioned this point, right? What is our problem? If one has pitta, jaundice, then if you give a sugar candy, there is no taste for the sugar candy. It's not the problem of the sugar candy, but it's the problem of the tongue because of jaundice. Similarly, the holy name is full of sweetness. We don't have any taste because of we are afflicted by the disease of ignorance. And what is the solution? Simple solution. Keep chanting attentively. Try to chant attentively. And for that, the knowing the glories of the Holy Name will really help. And chant attentively. And Adharat also means with respect. You chant attentively with respect. And then the result will come. The result will come. As I mentioned earlier. Swadhi Kramad Bhavadi. Swadhi means taste. Kramad Bhavadi. In time the taste will come. How? Tadgada Moolahantri. When our ignorance is burnt to the core, naturally taste will arise in the heart. And the third, that is our state. We may not have taste, but we should chant. The third one is Manavhiramad. Manavhiramad is, one may find it is very enchanting, very nice. If you do Harina, people say, oh, the chanting and dancing is so good. They may not know anything about it, but they may feel it is attractive. So that is the third level of chanting. In this way, Prabhupada mentions, in this verse, all these three kinds of chanting are mentioned and all are effective to various degrees. So our aim is to understand the glories of the holy names of Krishna and attentively chant. Try to attentively chant. And then in due course, we will get the result. So for that, we need to know the offenses and try to avoid the offenses. Bhaktinathaku mentions that all the offenses are sprouting from one offense. And if you address that one offense, all other offenses we can avoid. And what is that offense? Inattentive chanting. So that is considered the doorway to the storehouse of all the offenses, all the other stuff. So if you address that one thing, it will really help. So if you want some new year resolution, then what, what is our new year resolution? Chant attentively. Attempt to chant attentively. Of course, it is not very easy, but we have to try. So that is the New Year message. <laughs> chant Hare Krishna. And this section is glorifying the Holy Name. So, we'll leave there. And is there any questions? Yes, Prabhu. Uh, thank you very much for the wonderful class. Like you, yeah, you want to speak on the mind. Okay. Thank you, Krishna. Like you said, medicine works like emodium. Emodium works when there is diarrhea. The, the intestine works, motility becomes so increased that nothing is absorbed. So unless you take emodium, there is no way diarrhea will be stopped. Similarly, holy name you have to chant. Chant and go on chanting. And then only, the result will come when you are leaving the body. 
Yes, good. Can you please give the microphone? We may have a few minutes after that, Mamaji. We can take questions because there is a special breakfast and it is getting ready. Let us get ready and let us set up. By then we can answer some questions yeah. and we can go. <laughs> so there is a reward for sitting here. Yes. Thank you so much, Pooji. So in, in the lecture you mentioned a point how Bhakti Devi does not give the results for making offences towards the devotees. Yes. So during the journey of Krishna consciousness, you know, we interact with so many devotees, sometimes out of ignorance or various reasons, you do make some offences. So how do we move forward? So we still yes. want to repent and yes. want to just... Yes. We can actually see in the life of advanced devotees their behavior. Then you can see how carefully they are speaking. Even if they have to correct, even if they have to make some statement, they are very careful. It's very, so we understand that as we are progressing in bhakti, we have to be careful. We have to be careful in dealing with the devotees. So we become more sensitive to devotees as we are making progress. Can you understand? So, it's a conscious attempt to be careful when we are dealing with the devotees. Not criticizing the devotees, which can be very natural because in dealing with, oh, he did that, she did that, it can come very naturally. So, we become very careful uh, not to do that. So, it's only by conscious effort. It is not an automatic thing. Like chanting doesn't improve automatically. In the sense, at one point we think, you know, look, I am not hearing what I am chanting. I want to just be more cautious and careful. Similarly, uh, when dealing with devotees also, we have to be careful. And we have to cultivate that consciously. There is an answer also. How can I serve you if you say that? Then, very unlikely you come to Yes. Yeah, Nice, thank you. Mahalakshmi, other question? Okay. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean by like you have to be careful with the devotees? Don't speak bad, bad about devotees. Don't fight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull their hair. Don't kick. Don't beat. Clear? Yeah. Be nice to devotees. Okay? Physical abuse. Physical abuse. Yes. Okay. Can you give to Mahalakshmi Fulfilled. If you have material desire, that can never be fulfilled. Okay. 
So we have to continue chanting, continue to service, distribute books, and it will help. So the right consciousness is there. So that's all. <laughs> okay. Yes, Prabhu has a question. Yes, pass the microphone. So. Thank you so much for the session. Uh, my question is that you mentioned even if you say God name once, you're gonna get the moksha, right? And if you are chanting God's name for your whole life, it is not for the material results. It is only for the moksha. So, what is the motivation for keep on chanting for the whole life versus saying Hare Krishna once when you are dying? First of all, the aim of chanting is not moksha. So. I will narrate this pastime of Haridas Thakur briefly. Haridas Thakur was in the assembly of Govardhan Majumda in Bengal. And the, this person, Gopal, Gopal Chakravali, he was there in the assembly, he was the court pundit. And Haridas Thakur told that if one wants moksha, even uh, Nama Bhas, means not pure chanting, even namapas, reflection of pure chanting, even that can give moksha. So this Gopal told, no, that's not right because people are doing so many austerities to get moksha. And how can this uh, you know shadow of chanting give moksha? It's not right. You are just exaggerating. He practically blasphemed Hatha Sakur. Gordon Majunda felt very offended. He lost his nose. And then Hadassah told, if the holy name, even the shadow of the holy name cannot give moksha, then I will cut my own nose as a punishment. And it was very offensive, you know, from the part of Gopal. So uh, what happened was, uh, in a few days' time, a disease, he was leprosy, and all his limbs started melting away, and his proud nose melted it, melted because of <coughs> yeah, leprosy. So it mentioned the purpose is not moksha. Devotees don't want moksha. It's mentioned Kaivalyam Narakayate because in moksha, moksha is not, not moksha doesn't mean going to the spiritual world. It is just liberation from the material clutches but not it in the spiritual world. One is an in-between situation. Devotees say better being in Naraka than getting moksha. Taivalyan Narakaya Why? Because in Naraka, if one goes to hellish parents, still we can serve Krishna. We can call Krishna's names. But in moksha, one cannot do because one is in a limbo. So the purpose of chanting is to get love for the Lord, to get affection for bhakti for the Lord, so that we can serve the Lord. That will come only by pure chanting. So, yes, to get love for the Lord, for prema, nothing can work but Pure That's why we are attempting to chant all life. And what is the symptom? If one gets prema, then what happens? Will one stop chanting? No, then one will have to chant more. Like Prabhupada gave his answer. What, what is the purpose of chanting? To chant more. What is the purpose of doing service? What is the result of doing service? Do more service. What is the purpose of glorifying Krishna? To glorify more. So this process. So that's it.